welcome <laughs> welcome back to the imperfect podcast oh, man. Boys um, and girls. this is steven well i guess i'm steven this is steven <laughs> talking really in third person right now um, what's up my name is akko as always you know us it's been a hot minute since we've honestly it's been so long since we've gotten so together long, life has been busy yeah real busy how busy has it been steven talk to me oh man so i don't remember even the last time we got to record something together honestly even to have like a solid conversation maybe early april end of march yeah man it's been a while so to justin though for that powerful podcast that we did honestly justin's justin's a g for coming in that was honestly so much fun just getting to hear him talk. Definitely check it out if you guys haven't already. Yeah, the burden of belief. Yes. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. There was a two-part series to that There's too, a right? two-part series. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. But it's been really busy because I started grad school. I'm in chiropractic school. And so, man, it's a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is actually kind of funny. <laughs> you guys... I don't know if a lot of you guys have seen Steven in person, but this man... Oh, okay. Steven, talk to me. How, how, how big are your fingers or your hands in general? Honestly, I think... So, I have baby-sized hands. <laughs> I think when the girls in like my class like hold my hands up, it looks like Tarzan and Jane, and I'm Jane. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your next future chiropractor in the house. Tiny hands. <laughs> No, it's awesome. It's awesome seeing you in this new season of life. Obviously, going through chiropractic school. I have been there since the beginning of your journey when yeah. you first expressed this interest and just seeing how you took this opportunity and you made the most out of it, or you're making the most out of it. Yeah. You're in, in midterms right now. Talk to us a little bit. How has that been for you? And how has this new season kind of shaped your life and like shifted your scheduling and kind of grown you to who you are right now in this year? Okay, yeah, that's... Man... What a, again, loaded loaded questions. So I actually do have to thank you and Aaron actually for the reason why I'm in chiropractic school because Aaron's friend Sylvia Mm -hmm. came down and actually I had like a maybe 20 minute conversation about chiropractic Mm -hmm. with her and I think that's what actually ended up sparking even the reason why I went to chiropractic school. Yeah. Um, Which is super cool, but man, the Lord's been growing me. I've had to... Um, change my schedule around in terms of like our community group that we have. Yeah. Um, I've had to learn to pull back in that regard and how much time I can put into it. Yeah. Just as the Lord has pulled me into a new space that yeah. there's, um, there are people at school who mm-hmm. he wants me to connect to and he yeah. wants me to minister to. Yeah. And so, and you, you've already been doing that. Obviously, yes. We're not going to go too much into detail, but I've seen you do that. Obviously, yes. like we have, individuals that we've connected with that have had a straight impact from you know you shifting just the relationships that you have and the areas that you you minister so that's been really cool to watch man it's been super neat actually just to see the i would say the biggest thing before i pass it back to you is Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is really getting to see the lord's like the church body work Mm even outside of the four walls outside the bubble outside yeah outside (laughs) of the the bubble yes indeed outside of the bubble it was really cool just to see how people a how the lord prepared this individual basically what i'm saying this person was a non-believer and came to christ in the span in terms of like if hearing the gospel in the span of like a month and a half which is crazy but it was really cool to hear how much the lord had prepared this individual's heart yeah when we first met 
and how much the Lord had prepared various parts of our community group to meet with this individual yeah. and really connect with my classmate. Yeah. And it was super, super cool to see how much the Lord provided yeah. during that season. Yeah. So super exciting. That's but awesome. the school part, man, the school part's <laughs> hard, man. I'm not going to lie. This is so hard. That's crazy. I think I have five tests this coming week, oh, one each day. I cannot imagine. Like, <laughs> I've been, I graduated college, for you guys that don't know me that well, but I graduated college in 2019. That's almost five years ago. You graduated earlier than me? I know, that's crazy. That's <laughs> and I'm wild. Than too. I know. And I can't, I can't even begin to like think about going back to college, going back to the mundaneness of having tests and you know, and lectures and stuff. Oh, I can't, I can't do that, bro. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> no. I was talking to the guys yesterday when we met up, and they... I was like, man, I used to not have to nap during, yeah. like when I used to work as a dental yeah. assistant, I was like, I don't need a nap. Like, cause we'd work like 10 hour shifts and I'd be fine. Like yeah. I'd be moving. Dude, I cannot tell you the amount of times I have literally just like laid on the floor, put my head in my backpack full of like, just like books in my iPad. I'm like, this is the worst pillow I've ever had, but I need to sleep so bad. Cause I'm just tired. <laughs> oh, but how are you, man? What's nah, going on? I'm good, I'm good but. I know Steven, obviously, he's he's a trooper, so if you guys, you guys that do know Steven personally and do do life with him and see him around and about, definitely when you get a chance, give him a big hug, because this man is, is one that needs I need a, a hug. lot of hugs. I need hugs. I love hugs. But yeah, for me, oh my goodness, where do I begin? Well, I know where to begin. First and foremost, for you guys that haven't found out yet, who are listening, me and my wife, we are expecting, oh my goodness, It's crazy. It's been a long time coming. We're soon celebrating our two-year anniversary here mm-hmm. in January of this next year. Congratulations. And hopefully yes. in April, towards the beginning of April, we're going to be celebrating our first child together. It's actually funny, a little bit on that, she, we've kind of been debating back and forth and within our families and our friend groups of who the gender is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. So Erin comes up to me <laughs> a couple weeks ago and she's like, babe, 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 I just found this... I found this tale, this like this saying, and old wives' tale. Yeah, okay. old, old wives' tale. And basically, it goes like: if 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 a woman is pregnant and they're craving sweets, then they're uh, most probably gonna have a girl. There's a lot of signs where they're gonna have a girl if they're craving candy or chocolate or just sweets in general, or if if somebody's craving like savory foods like pretzels, you know, chips, crackers, saltines, mm-hmm. like salty things, mm-hmm. then they're probably gonna have a boy. <laughs> yes. So I was like, okay, you know, it's, it sounds reasonable. Yeah, it's sure, reasonable. maybe. Anyways, I kept. She thought that she, it's funny because like my wife, she just says stuff sometimes, and like she doesn't think that I, I like remember them. But I'm so meticulous in remembering mm-hmm. almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you listening so, well, Akko. A couple weeks go by, and the funny thing is. It starts off with it start. What, what did it start? With? It started off with like this bag of Reese's um, mm-hmm. candy. Yeah, I didn't think anything of it. The shout following out, week, shout out to Reese's. <laughs> I open the drawer, a cabinet drawer, and I see this huge bag of Jolly Ranchers. Oh, I gosh. say nothing. The next, the next <laughs> I see this other huge bag of like the Sour Patch, like tropical flavor. Oh, candy. nice. So I just sound like, nah, man, this is it. <laughs> she's, she's like, oh, babe, you know, I haven't really been craving sweets. I don't want ice cream that much. I think we're having a boy. We're having a boy. So she's at work one day. I take a picture of our cabinet. I wish you guys could see this <laughs> And then I send this meme of Justin Timberlake wearing a hat that says no cap on it. 
doing the dirty work and yeah. that's going to be i think honestly that's that's much more of a lasting impact for yeah. the people who are going to get to come because they get to say man i did that i i i took the hammer and i i, I drilled that nail or yeah. i did x y and z yeah. but obviously facilitating a, a setting where they're going to also have conversations <laughs> with the locals and even get opportunities to share the gospel so that's the guys and then on the girls perspective while we're doing our work with the church you know getting our hands dirty they're also going to be impacting the lives of this local orphanage so basically the orphanage is specifically for young ladies or ladies in general and what the school does is it helps these ladies come from their broken homes and then mm-hmm. it teaches them obviously the necessary education things as well as teaches them how to be women how to, how to take care of themselves, how to get a job, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the girls are going to uh, be taking donations as well as helping paint, helping, you know, uh, tidy up the, the facilities and all that jizz. And yeah, long story short, it's going to be such a cool opportunity. Yeah. And um, we're going to be recording a video about it, like a mini Super documentary cool. series. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. I'll basically mention mention it as soon as we get back and as soon as we do another podcast. Yeah. Anyways, man, no. I see we're at 13 minutes already. I know, that's exciting. Man, yeah, there's, really that's excited, man. super exciting. And I know how much you've been planning. And yeah. man, planning something is no joke. Yeah. And people yeah. are like, oh yeah, 13 people. But Mm-mm. man, 13 people is oh, a lot. Oh, like, I remember traveling international just with my family. Yeah. And it's stressful there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. because realistically, like I was a kid yeah. when I would go visit family overseas. And all these people who are, you know, obviously young adults, but they're kids in terms of international travel. So yeah. imagine taking like 10 kids yeah, with you. It's like, know, oh my goodness. But man, like I've seen so many good things and what yeah. you guys are doing is going to be really yeah. impactful, not only for yeah. people in Kenya, but yeah. even for those you're taking. Yeah. It's, it's cool because my mom, so my biological mom is in Kenya and she's been calling me literally like three, four times a day. She's like, I got this plan for you guys. I, I'm taking care of the transportation for you guys. I got to make sure you guys are safe. Um, you're bringing a pregnant, you know, you're bringing yeah. the future Akko. Yeah. You know, like, we got to make yeah. sure that the queen is safe. Yes. That's the first priority, man. Uh-huh. So it's been, it's been a beautiful, stressful journey. And yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out really well. And it will. obviously God yeah. is orchestrating the planning. Oh, for sure. And making sure that, you know, the first and main priority is safety, but also lives are going to get changed, which yeah. I'm really excited to see how that happens and the conversations that they're going to bring back to the U.S. Yeah. But yeah, man, let's let's let's, let's, let's dive in, man. Because there are some things you said in your explanations, like man, I could just pivot right now and make that the topic. But let's Absolutely. let's get into this topic because I could have rabbit holed down a lot of different things. Your explanation, but the topic that we're gonna have today, yeah. actually, I guess. Oh yeah, let's talk cursing or let's talk cussing. Let's talk cursing. Cursing. Let's talk cussing. That's. Hey. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people are just like here. Hold up, that's wait wait. What's what's the what's the topic? <laughs> what's the topic? No, but, you heard us right. <laughs> yeah, you did hear us right. But I, I think the reason why I wanted it is because I I heard a sermon recently mm. where the pastor said cussing is a sin, where he described a situation like I cussed and that was sin for me. Mm. And now I'm not going to bash his conviction of like, hey, that's a sin for you. So okay, let it be so. But what I did want to bring up, and, and this is nothing new to mm. like church culture, Christian culture, but I do feel from what I have observed with believers and non-believers okay. is that believers feel like cussing is a sin and that separates you. And then non-believers feel very looked down upon for the words that they use. 
and the way they communicate with other people and I felt like a separation. And so as I dove into that, I was like, okay, cussing or cursing or whatever words that are deemed as cuss words, mm-hmm. I can't find them anywhere in the Bible. Mm-hmm. There's no list that I've ever seen mm-hmm. that said, you can't say this word, Yeah. right? And even interestingly enough, I, I was looking, I mean, there's always some funny videos. So I think in Korean, the word for you is very similar to in English, the N-word mm. is very funny. So okay. a very commonplace word in Korean, the exact same pronunciation means something completely different mm. than what we have come to understand that word to be in America. Yeah. So me coming to terms with, or coming to like, kind of coming at to ahead of this, I'm yeah. wondering, okay, what is, what is the value of cuss words if there is any mm. and... Or is it just something we should just toss aside or it can it be useful because they're just words at the end of the day. Yeah. And how is, how do we as Christians end up navigating and integrating it if there is a healthy way to do it in a way that isn't detracting from the glory of God? Yeah. No, I think, I think first and foremost, you brought us some, some really interesting points there. And I think a lot of times we can look at this conversation and say, Man, like, why are we even taking the 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 time and the the stress to even like talk about it? We already know like cursing is a sin, the same way having sex outside marriage is a sin. I'm so glad right? you brought that up. And, you know, it's 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 true. A lot of times we just we just grow up with this mentality of we're we're taught that this is taboo, this is wrong, we should not do this. Obviously, sometimes the explanations might be obvious, but other times we're not really given a, a concrete like reason why this this thing is bad or this thing is taboo. And I think the way you bring up that the conversation of is cursing a sin or what makes cursing a sin mm-hmm. is 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 honestly like a, a good conversation to talk about because there's different and you guys will obviously hear this the the more you continue listening to our podcast by the way thank you so much for tuning in and yes. listening to our podcast thank first you. and foremost actually small tangent this is hilarious i was i got this random email and i showed steven this a couple couple of days ago and it showed us that we're in the top 70 <laughs> yeah. podcasts of yeah. kansas, it's hilarious. kansas and we're not just like 70th or 69th no we're actually 35th. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Let's, let's go. I was like, yo, let's go. I was like, yo, we're ranked. Let's go. <laughs> I thought only my mom listened to this podcast. <laughs> that's what I thought too. Anyways, anyways, sorry. Coming back to our topic and our conversation. You know, it's it's something we're talking about. And even if it's it's something that obviously like a lot of us already know where this conversation is going to end up or how we're going to conclude this topic. But the way that we want to kind of go about is something that you guys... I think could see beneficial to the perspectives that we bring about and just challenge your mind to kind of step outside of the mindset of, oh, this is just how I learned it and that's final and kind of just talk about, okay, I, I, oh, I, I didn't even think that I could think like that or I didn't even think that that's a, like, for example, like you mentioning in Korean, the word you is very similar to the N-word. And, you know, this is just something that could be so simple where we're walking in a setting, let's say, you know, we're working, walking in downtown mm-hmm. Kansas City mm-hmm. and we hear just a bunch of, you know, Koreans, Koreans walking <laughs> down. And, you know, maybe I'm with somebody that is also black and we hear like that word come out. And, yeah. You know, without knowing any context or without knowing that they're just speaking their language and, you know, just 
talking, like we would be offended to hear something that is generalized as a curse word or as a, a word that's derogatory towards, you know, a people group mm-hmm. and say, oh, no, like, nah, 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 that, that, that can't happen, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, they're just saying you, but... <laughs> So yeah, it's let's yeah. talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see like how this conversation is gonna end or go, and yeah. um, just the different points that you can bring up. And one thing that I remember I was gonna mention before I sure. kind of push it back to you. <clears throat> you mentioned that you haven't you've yet to find specific words, and again I I want to imply specific words in the Bible that the Bible uh, t- tells us not to say like this word you shall not say, but I would say. <clears throat> For example, when we look at the the Torah or you know the commandments that were given in in the, the first five books of the Bible, specifically in Leviticus, when he talks about the Ten Commandments or the commandments in general, mm-hmm. it generally says we should not use the Lord's name in vain. True, and I think that's yeah. what, that's one thing or one area that we can definitely say, okay, this is explicitly wrong. Yeah. God specifically says that don't use my name in vain. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because when we think curse words or cursing in general, one of the first or yeah, one of the first five words that we think about, it's usually like God followed with, you know, mm-hmm. something that's derogatory or mm-hmm. something that is slanderous or something that is using the Lord's name in vain, right? Mm-hmm. Even something sim- as simple as, oh my, like, oh my, and then, you know, the, the name of God. Mm-hmm. So I think this conversation is needed to, to be had because, okay, what, at what extent does a specific phrase become a curse word or a curse phrase? Mm-hmm. You know, is it something as so we can we can start off like and i hope this is making sense we can start off somewhere mm-hmm. as simple as oh my you know oh mm-hmm. my the name of god mm-hmm. is that a curse word because mm-hmm. god specifically says don't use my name in vain mm-hmm. you know and in a lot of settings i know i have i've done it I, i'll put both my hands up yeah and say, i've used god's name in vain mm-hmm. in, in settings like that Yes, I haven't said a specific f word or n word or s word or whatever word you want to mm-hmm. whatever letter you want to put in but I've definitely used the Lord's name in vain, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, bringing it back to you, uh, Stephen, how do you kind of want to tackle this conversation? And, yeah. You know, how should we kind of start, you know, talking about it? Yeah, so I kind of want to quickly go over, obviously we have to go quick, but <laughs> I want to go over just like in the most commonplace ways we see curse words is either in moments of great, like, emotion, just kind of what you said, like mm-hmm. where you're... Um, you want to just like throw something out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen it used to demean people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it that in relationships and a lot of people will tell stories of their parents were always yelling and cussing at one another. Mm-hmm. Um, now doesn't mean they always had to be cussing. It could have just been yelling at one another. Mm-hmm. I've also seen um, cussing words meant to fire people up. Mm. right give me give me some some small examples usually like in i I would say so i went to a seminar Mm -hmm. and basically a seminar in chiropractic is basically where you're learning from someone who is a chiropractor and they're basically training us to be better at our craft Mm -hmm. and there is a a certain amount of level of fear of course in terms of actually moving someone's bones because you're like man someone's bones you know Mm -hmm. like you want to be careful and you can really hold yourself back with it. And a lot of what happens is is overcoming the barrier for someone yeah. um, to be able to perform the adjustment. And I've seen a lot of moments where someone has 
finally overcome themselves mm-hmm. and in such great excitement people just celebrated yeah. and there's quite a few f-bombs that were dropped yeah in such great excitement for the individual mm-hmm. right like f yeah like mm-hmm. that's exactly what yeah. happened yeah. and it was there was a ton of joy that could not be expressed in like a poetic form mm. but was condensed in a really short way and it's funny how like that word has so much meaning yes so much like derivatives de- de- can't say that word derivative derivatives <laughs> you're saying it in a specific context right yeah so like nobody has to ask what do you oh what do you mean by f yeah in that situation yeah. like you know what it means mm-hmm. based on the excitement and the emotions that are coming out of mm-hmm. that word being said and yes. what's happening in the scene. And see, here's the thing is why why those words are so interesting is because you can say the FU mm. has been said in many ways. An example is if someone's like feels like they were slighted at their job and were being fired unfairly, mm. they can turn around and be like, F you. Mm. Right? And it's interesting because it's the same word but has so many different meanings yeah. that you end up having to give more work to the listener or whoever may be hearing what does this person actually mean mm-hmm. what is actually being said and so what i'm trying to propose is there are certain contexts that it's helpful but oftentimes it can be just as confusing mm. right okay i see that and i think <clears throat> I, I i can definitely see the 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 tangent that you're, you're proposing and it's funny because I think we talked a little bit about this before we actually came on air and started doing it public. And I think one of the things that I brought up, and this kind of shades in well with what you're saying, let's say <clears throat> the reason for somebody to just outright say F yeah in a situation where they're they're excited or mm-hmm. they're, they're in a season where they're kind of cherishing something or celebrating something. I think yeah. that's a better, a better way to use it. And I think a lot of it could be... or partially a partial reason why they specifically say that word rather than let's go or using yeah. a different word to express yeah. um, celebration might be their lack of vocabulary yeah their lack for sure of not knowing a lot of words to use in specific situations in order to say something and i'll give you an example that um, i've actually seen in real life and to a certain extent even used from my perspective i i know that you guys understand me uh, semi-clearly but english is not the first language that i learned and for mm-hmm. a lot of people who live here in America or even wherever you are listening to this podcast, English is not your first language and you're learning this language and you're mm-hmm. trying to use it more colloquially, right? Yeah. And when you're using it, there's not a lot of vocabulary that you have in your mindset that, that you have in your arsenal to use to express yourself in a different situation. Yeah. And then not just that, let's also add in the, the place or the setting that you're, you're growing up in or you're living in. For example, are you living in, you know, downtown Brooklyn or are you living in Overland Park, Kansas, which is for you you people that don't know the demographic of Overland Park, Overland Park, Kansas is very posh. It's very upscale, very Caucasian. I think it's like one of the richest counties in America. Yes, I think. I think think it's like top five. Yeah. And even with the the education, like you can assume that education wise, it's up there as far as the linguistics, as far as just the knowledge of the English language. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you take those those two things in account and let's say you put somebody who who just moved to America from wherever and they ended up in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, which is deep, deep, deep Brooklyn. Yeah. And they're growing up they're They're growing or they're living with people that, you know, have a certain 
colloquial style or a colloquial mm-hmm. structure in them and they they don't care how, how they talk. They have a specific way in the way they talk and specific words that they use in different situations. Mm-hmm. And then you use the same words because you learned them in those situations, mm-hmm. but you're you're using it in a way that is celebrating something or expressing something in, in a way that you never meant any malice towards it. Mm-hmm. Are you sinning? Right? Yeah, and I think that's, that's where, that's where yeah. the conversation comes, yeah. comes out to be. Like, let's say I'm that individual, right? And I'm in a setting where I play soccer. I'm actually, I, I play and I coach soccer, which has been a, another life update that's been mm-hmm. beautiful. And I see my team win and mm-hmm. I, I end up scoring that goal, that winning goal that wins, wins yeah. the game. And out of, you know, exp- an expression of gratitude and excitement, I say, oh, let's effing go. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's the colloquial vocabulary that I have. Yeah. And, you know, my, yeah, don't my spit, pastor. Don't, <laughs> don't spit poetry at me, man. Right? <laughs> if you score a goal, don't do that. <laughs> my pastor is sitting there watching me play, right? Yeah. Or even my mom or yeah. somebody that is, you know, deep in their faith is, is sitting there watching me mm-hmm. and they hear me say that. Yeah. Am I sinning, right? Yeah. And if I am... So how is that or why is that this the mm-hmm. case because me coming from that setting wouldn't know how to navigate that conversation if somebody comes up to me and says hey bro you shouldn't say this because it's a sin mm-hmm. or because it's a bad word mm-hmm. because again from the context that i just explained to you guys that's not something that was communicated to me rather i never knew that that was the situation, right? Mm-hmm. So talk to me in response to that statement, like how do we navigate through? And I think, I, I don't know if this, this example is common or as common as I think it might be, but if it is a situation like that, like how would you navigate through that? Like if someone came up to me and said yeah. something like that? Yeah. I think like it's hard because I actually don't think I've ever been in that situation. Yeah. I think for the most part, I try to hold myself back a lot, but I would say I would probably ask them like, okay, like, why why are you believing it's a sin of what I'm saying? Because at least for me right now, the emotion I'm feeling, my brain is not able to catch up mm. in terms of like what I'm feeling, and I want to express it right now. It's like a release of everything. The culmination of the whole game that you just had mm. was like in that goal, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like this is how I feel right now, and I can't even express it with like beautiful words so mm. this is the best thing i can come up with mm. or the, the the easiest thing the that easiest I can say, thing i can come up know? with right and i'm not saying it out of malice i'm just saying the lack it. of the vocabulary that lack, I have. lack of vocabulary so and you can and and so i think that's where i would probably go about that situation and also i mean later on i would have a conversation with this person because my personal belief is okay what do you believe this cuss word is what what is it actually achieving mm. For this person, the definition of a cuss word is something that is just a sin. Mm. Whereas I actually looked up the definition before we came into this podcast, mm. and a cuss what word is the definition. Yeah, is it, it was typically it was either a used a word to demean or um, devalue someone, mm. which is true. Like there are certain words that just completely devalue people, mm. like the n word, the c word, right? Mm. Um, Christian <laughs> or Christian <laughs> we did talk about this or Christian the other section of it was or words to express extreme emotion mm. now that that's what caught my eye was the extreme emotion mm. right because 
the Bible is no stranger to extreme emotion. Mm. In fact, I think we went out, man, I want to say it's in Lamentations where obviously it's almost poetic the way the author writes Lamentations, but he's like, I'm so like lost and upset. I could feel like I could die right now. Mm. And God can just take me up. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty strong language yeah. to say, yeah. Yeah. right? It's dressed up. But it is strong language, right? Mm -hmm. And so for anyone who I believe is feeling those strong emotions and they're needing to release it to the Lord, where in like First Peter, it says like, you know, cast your, cast your cares and burdens onto the Lord. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's wanting us to gift wrap our anxiety. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's thrown at his feet in a very messy way. And I think oftentimes... The Lord is willing to pick up that messiness, yeah. even if you don't have the words to say it, mm. right? Yeah. Which we can come back to, okay, then how do we, am I saying cuss words are just fine? No, I mm. don't. I think there's a lot of other verses that we can go over. Oh, and which here, we will. Which, yeah. which we will, that, that push towards eliminating those mm. in other contexts. Okay. But that's what I would say is those extreme emotions they're part of who you are yeah. and holding it isn't really yeah. wise, I would say. So so let's let's take this angle a little bit and we don't have to dive too much into okay. this. But you, you you said a lot of great things, a lot of good things that I hope the audience is is like hearing. And one of the things that I was thinking about while I was listening to you talk is okay, so obviously there's these different emotions and you, you define what curse or a curse word is, or what cussing is. Right. I think the question that I, I, I want to imply to you is, okay, so that's what the definition is, something that is, or a word that is used to to put malice towards somebody or to express great emotion. Great emotion, right? yeah. So with that definition, okay, what what is it or what qualities or components are there to turn a simple word or a word in general into a curse word? So how does a word oh. become a curse word? Oh, I got and you. I think, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's something that I mean, it's a it's an easy question to ask, but it's something that will even oh. help us like navigate yeah. through this conversation oh. to see. Okay, I got you. This is how this word. You, you mentioned a great word to to use the word Christian. Christian, yeah, yeah. You know, so like, okay, this is how this word became a curse word and then turned back into a word that's not a curse word anymore. Yeah, at least in our twenty first century lives yeah yeah okay so i that's okay i know what you're asking and Mm. good question in my opinion i would say context and tone and intent Mm. those three so context so looking at the historicity of a word Mm. is super important um, to understand how it was used and how in the general eye people are going to view it the tone of how you say something Mm. even if it's not a curse word can be just as cutting as a different word. And I'm sure you've, anyone who's married will understand that. Yeah. Oftentimes you don't even need to say words. You can just have, eh. Yeah. And that's as cutting as a curse word. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. That little yeah. noise, eh, is, <laughs> yeah. is contempt for your partner. <laughs> you or contempt like, for your spouse. You sound like my mom saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, eh. Right? But, yeah. but those things and... Um, Oftentimes tone. There's a really funny video. I usually don't like this comedian, this uh, Tosh.0. I don't really like him, Daniel Tosh. 
But he actually has a video that talks about, is it racist? It's really funny. I actually think it's really funny. Mm. But he makes up these random words. Mm. They're, they're words like that. I think it was like flapdoodle. Like, I think one of them was like maybe flapdoodle. Mm. And he had a bunch of different people of like different ethnicities or whatever, sexualities. And he's like, do you think this is racist? Mm. And he would initially say the word and it's like, eh, it doesn't really mean anything. But as soon as he said it in a sentence, people are like, oh, that sounds racist now. It's like, he's like, I just made this word up. Like, no one says this. But he's mm. like, yeah, but that's racist. The way mm. you said it is really racist. Mm. Right? So understanding tone, like I've heard so many things, even, I mean, to be fair, even silence and exclusion mm. is more cutting than a cuss word. Mm. Right? So... I think that's really important to consider is how things are said. Yeah. Even things that are really nice, like, like, this like, why I was really trying to be like, oh man, nice haircut, Akko. Like, or if I said that in such like a, a sarcastic tone, yeah. that's far more cutting than a cuss word. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> so just intent of what are you trying to achieve? Mm. And oftentimes... I would say, I think the reason why intent is really important is how long have you been weighing on the intent of saying it mm. and how much, like, yeah, how long have you wanted to say something like this, mm. right? At that point is a little shaky and I can get into it later, but go ahead. No, no, I, I, I love, I love, the, I love, so you basically intent, tone, and what was the other one that context. you mentioned? Context. Yeah, context. Context, intent, and tone. I love those three components that you're bringing up because obviously when you think of context, you think of external factors that the, this word was used to bring it into the sphere that it's in right now. Oh, to yeah. To give it the validity that it has right now. Yeah. Right? The intent, basically this is your personal emotion that or your personal reasoning of why you want to use this word. Yeah. Right? And then last but not least, tone the way it comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And I want to focus on that last one a lot because it's it's actually so cutting because a lot of the Bible verses that I'm going to bring up kind of focus on the last part of the component that you just mentioned, the tone. Yeah. But it's funny because I, I, I pulled up this verse in Ephesians 6 that I wasn't even thinking about before we started. Okay. And this is we're kind of aiming towards the armor of God. In Ephesians mm-hmm. 6, uh, fast forwarding in, in, in verse 17, it talks about Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I'm going to stop right there because I want to kind of give you guys a little bit of context. The armor of God, in a, in a, in a big nutshell, is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Put on Jesus to help you go into battle. Mm-hmm. And the way you as, as an individual fight this battle is through prayer. You, mm-hmm. you pray and you ask God to bring you favor and to bring you the, the strength to go through the, the warfare and, and to battle the enemies that you're facing. And then your armor... That mm-hmm. the armor that you wear is Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the that, that's the big nutshell of what the armor of God talks about. But specific components of those armors. So you got the you know you got the um, the bre- the helmets of, of salvation. You got the breastplate of righteousness. You got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm-hmm. And this sword of the spirit specifically is what I want to focus on. A lot of times, when 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 you you look at the sword in in a military armor, that's something that is is your main arsenal it's your it's your main weapon yeah but what how 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 would you handle a sword you hold it exactly (laughs) you You hold hold it it. yeah how do you hold the word of god 
You read it. You read it. <laughs> you read it. Exactly. Like, you read it. Okay. So you don't you don't hold the the word of God with your hand. For example, like if if you took the Bible, because a lot of you guys might might think, oh, you you use the word of God by holding it. If you hold the word of God and not open it, or if you open it and do nothing mm-hmm. with it. It has no meaning. It has yeah. no. It has no power. It has no strength to it. Has no value. Yeah. Even Satan can hold the word of God, or can, does. Hold, can hold the he Bible. Sure does. Yeah. Right. It's not until you say it, or until you read it, mm-hmm. um, until you read it internally. Yeah. And then you say it externally, which becomes the sword. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because this mimics very well with a passage in um, in Revelation. Actually, this is a passage that my wife brought brought up to me. A couple of weeks ago, when we were just going through some conflict and in an attempt to resolve this conflict, she was talking about how how the mouth I, I forget where it is in Revelation, but I think it's towards the beginning how the mouth is how we we can be so dangerous. It's by through the things that we say, and mm-hmm. even when Jesus comes, I think it talks about I don't know if it's specific swords or I forget the weapon that is used or the imagery that is used in Revelation, but the way. The, the the weapons came out. I think it, it actually was swords, but the way it came out Probably. was yeah. through the mouth of Jesus. Yeah, and that imagery is very important because it goes back to the com- component that you're saying, the tone of what you use to to say these words that you're saying, which mm-hmm. makes it slanderous, which makes it malice, which makes it wrath. It's through the tone. It's through your mouth that when you say these things. It becomes a curse word because mm-hmm. it's it's that coupled with the intent, mm-hmm. and it, it it transforms this word. It could be the most random word ever, mm-hmm. but it could be transformed into the most vicious word ever. Why? Because through your tone, through your intention, you're. And this is another um, chapter that I'm I'm quoting Colossians, Colossians chapter three, mm-hmm. verse eight specifically. Through your intention and through your tone, you're you're inviting anger. You're inviting wrath. You're inviting malice. You're inviting slander, and you're 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 inviting obsolence. Mm. And these things are what takes this word that in a different setting could mean nothing at all, and mm-hmm. turns it into a curse word. Turns mm-hmm. it into a word that is very is very dangerous and very vicious and very cutting to mm-hmm. where it, it impugns somebody and causes mm. a scar on them. Yeah. Therefore, hurts them. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. No, it's, it's really cool that you mentioned those three components because it plays really well with what God says in his word. It says through through and even in my favorite, my favorite chapter that that you always kind of correct me on in Psalms. Is it 119? <laughs> yeah, it's 119. <laughs> it's 119. Yeah, yeah. Um, the longest chapter in Psalms where David is is writing this beautiful harmony of how he, he, he wants to stay close to God and a, a way that he does that is he hides God's word in his heart. Yeah. And then the way he uses them, and again, going back in Ephesians, is it's one thing to hide God's words in your heart. It's another thing to actually say those words out loud against the situation, against the devil, mm-hmm. right? And it's also another thing to think malice thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then it's another thing to say those malice thoughts yeah. through the words that you want to you wanna say. Yeah. So it goes it goes to the components that you're saying, bro. It's, it's your intent, and it's the tone in which you use to, to bring those words to life yeah. through the breath that you have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, okay. So I, I like where we're going because we're really talking about heart posture here mm-hmm. is really what's happening. And as you know, we, in our church, we just finished up a series in the Sermon on the Mount. And that's what I was thinking of as you're talking about, like, you know, from a heart, you know, we spew forth 
Mm-hmm. Well, obviously there's some context to Revelation, but you can be shooting out daggers through yeah. your mouth. Yeah. And James talks about there's poison that drips from the mouth. Mm-hmm. There's a bitter well, there's a bitter water, and there's fresh water mm-hmm. come out from the mouth. And then in Matthew 5, he's talking about murder begins in the heart. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't even say it, yeah. it can fester in like a disease. So here we're talking about where the word itself is not the problem. It's your tone and intent behind what you say to an individual. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's fair to say we've cleared the word is not necessarily is not the issue. It's the value behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I want to approach the part where the I would say as you know, we could say like, oh, then as Christians, we we can cuss. And I I would say, again, there's there's boundaries to the words we use. And I think the reason is because there's a lot of different ways, but as we are communicating, obviously we gave a bunch of examples where F-bomb has been dropped in positive and negative ways. Mm. And which is cool that a word can do that, Mm. but is not always conducive when you are trying to communicate and lead someone somewhere. Because confusion can be... Breakdown in communication can be very quick, mm. right? And and so, yes. <laughs> so I think I, I want to read a couple verses. So like this one is 1 Corinthians 14, 33. Okay. It says, For God is not the author of confusion, mm. but of peace, yeah. as in all the churches of the saints. So with that, again, we've talked about, again, the flexibility of these words is really neat in yeah. times of great distress. But when we're communicating together, my greatest, not there's obviously different ways that I can love you as a brother, mm-hmm. but in terms of communicating with you, the best way I can love you and communicating is being as clear as I can, mm. right? Yeah. And using words that can hone in on exactly what I'm trying to convey to you is really really important without confusion without confusion yeah. right and then and so I think that's important so with that as I'm communicating with you and what we're supposed to bring right it says for God is not the author of confusion but mm-hmm. of peace this leads into this verse Proverbs 17 27 mm-hmm. he who has knowledge spares his words mm-hmm. and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit Right. So, again, this is not me saying you can never be calm or ever be in tumultuous times, right? Mm-hmm. That happens. Like, that 100% happens, which is why we have verses that say, cast your anxieties. But to bring that forth in a way that those words are used in such extreme emotions, yeah. and then that's what you use in your everyday vernacular, yeah. can convey, oh, I'm always high-strung. I'm always in this extreme emotion. That's the context cuss words should be used in, I think, is Mm. those extreme emotions. But when communicating calmness, it means you've taken the time to slow down, Mm -hmm. think about what you're saying, and communicate effectively. Okay. Right? Again, very similar to James chapter 1, where he says, Let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Yeah. Oftentimes, the extreme negative we see of cuss words is extreme wrath yeah and i would say the wrath is the sin not necessarily the word that was used Hmm. okay 
I think I think I could I could I could run along that idea with you. And the the I don't want to say this as a rebuttal, but the addition. Uh, let's, okay. Let me say I would say that is yes. Nothing that you're saying is wrong, but also there's another perspective. Let's Honestly, hear it. this episode is about perspectives. To be honest. Yeah. Another perspective that you you ought to put on this is looking at the big brother little brother situation mm-hmm. or uh, big brother little brother perspective. And what I mean by that is. In, in the Christian world or the Christian bubble, we talk about strongholds versus stumbling blocks. Yes. Strongholds yes, versus I agree. stumbling blocks. Yeah. Basically, what this idea is, doing something that for you might not be something that might cause you to sin, but if, if, if somebody else or you're doing that same thing with somebody else that has struggled with that same thing, then it might be a stumbling, stumbling block, block for them. them. And yeah. So for sure. So how what the the way I'm kind of bringing that idea into this conversation and to the point that you brought up, I'm gonna mm-hmm. kind of bring it with Ephesians chapter four, specifically verse twenty nine. This is obviously Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus, and it's talking about how we should live in this in this in this life, this new life that we that we have gained through the redemption of Jesus right. through us becoming believers. Yeah. And then he also goes on to talk about how we should walk in love before he finishes the book. And how we should, you know, wear God's armor or Jesus's armor. Right. Anyways, in Ephesians four twenty nine, it goes, it goes on to say, "Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, mm-hmm. but only such as it is good for building up, as fits the occasion. That excuse me, that it may give grace to those who hear." I'm gonna read it one more time. Yeah. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion mm-hmm. that it may be it may give grace to those who hear so he's saying don't don't say anything corrupting that yeah um is not going to build somebody up say stuff that it's going to build something up yeah as it fits the occasion right. right so where the big brother little brother our mindset comes in is you as somebody let's say you are a believer mm-hmm. and you are seasoned in your faith you're mature in your faith yes and you know the certain words or certain languages that yeah. the Christian world, Christian bubble deems yes. as taboo, right? Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna as a big brother, you're not gonna use those things in a setting where somebody might stumble and True. gain that vocabulary oh, I understand and, and that. bring it into their setting, even if it's yeah. a situation where they're not gonna cause malice on somebody, right? right? It's the whole idea of I'm not gonna take you to a bar and 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 knowing that you are addicted to to drinking and alcohol right and i'm not addicted to being drunk like right. but you know i want to take you to a bar and I want yeah. to enjoy. i'm not going to do that as a bigger brother because i know if i put you in a situation like that yeah it's going to cause nah. you to stumble yeah right in the same way as as a christian i'm not gonna i'm not gonna continue feeding the the reason why somebody else is not a christian let's say in yeah. this sense yeah. they use the the curse word or cursing as as a way where yes it's they both use it for malice but also they use it for moments of excitement right they use it in every occasion yeah again going back to Ephesians 4 it says don't do anything corrupting don't corrupt somebody else right right especially if it's it's a bigger brother situation you're the bigger yeah. brother yeah yeah you know that if you aid and continue feeding this individual what they like to eat or the yeah. calorie that they like to use yeah. It's corrupting, right? Because you know that True. you're in a bigger situation. Yeah. You're, in a, you're in a more advanced situation yeah. where you know 
this thing under the Christian bubble is considered taboo. Oh, I agree. Right? And then <clears throat> again, this really it's really cool where it says build up as fits the occasion mm-hmm. and give grace to those who hear. Right. Right. So I think the latter part of the things that we say or the vocabulary that we use, we have to and it's not something that we can think about every single time or every single thing that we say. Oh, was that passed on with grace? Because a lot of times a lot of what we say is not passed on with grace. Yeah. I can give you multiple exa- examples as a husband. I could mm-hmm. say the, be- the I could I could repeat verbatim what my wife is asking me to do, and I could say yes, ma'am, I'm going to do it, and that yes, ma'am, I'm going to do it. A lot of times, it's not going to be passed on with grace, right? Mm-hmm. But again, it goes on to what Paul is saying: Am I being corruptive? Am I building somebody? Am I am I building somebody up, or am I tearing them down? Mm-hmm. And am I giving grace? If you can say confidently that the word that you're using, considered quote unquote a curse word, is Um, not corrupting, is building somebody up, fits the occasion, and is giving grace, by all means, say what you want to say. Yeah. But if you can't confidently say that the word you're using is not corrupting, is is building up, fits the occasion, and is giving grace, if you can't confidently say that it's doing all those four things, then, you know, there's there's some spiritual tension there. And God is... Through the Holy Spirit is definitely going to convict you in those settings. Right. That's why even now, like, I be, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you guys. There's a lot of times where I'm in my basement, in my man, man cave, playing FIFA or yeah. video games in general. Yeah. And something happens. And you get and upset. I get upset. Yeah. You know, somebody scores on me when I know that yeah. wasn't supposed to be a goal. Yeah. And I'm like, man, whatever. Or man, like, I say something. Yeah. And I, I'm nine times, actually, nine point, actually, ten times out of ten, I get convicted. Yeah. And I get convicted knowing that the Holy Spirit has caught me in a situation or in a mm-hmm. scene where I've said something. Yeah. Even if even though it hasn't been towards somebody, it's been towards a situation. Mm. But I've I've gotten convicted because I know as a bigger brother, mm-hmm. that's not something that's that's benefit fitting building up. It's not fitting the occasion and it's not giving grace. Mm-hmm. Even towards myself, right? Mm. So I think that's the addition that you have to bring forth with mm-hmm. the points that you just made. And and if we don't even acknowledge that, then we're just like living this world blindly. And we're just right. We're just doing stuff and saying stuff because we want to do it and because it fits our our narrative. Yeah. Our narrative. Our narrative. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it is important. I'm glad you brought it up considering those around mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. in of like, okay, don't be a stumbling block. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's oftentimes where it says, you know, all things are lawful for you, but not all things are good for you, exactly. right? And, exactly. you know, care for those who are underneath you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again... And when you say underneath, this is, that's not beneath no, you under, anyway. No, not underneath you or those who, are, who you're leading, yeah. basically. Yeah. What I mean by underneath is yeah. those who you're leading, exactly. right? Basically, the same context of big brother, little brother. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is true. Like, if it's, if it's a situation where someone is not mature enough Mm -hmm. to handle this situation or handle the way language should be used or even behaviors or actions for sure i think you should pull back Mm -hmm. like i think that's really important as someone who is older more mature should recognize and that doesn't mean you can never grow that individual in language Mm -hmm. though uh, and this is i'm gonna use this example and, and you tell me if this is too far off but Someone who has struggled with sexual promiscuity, mm-hmm. would you tell them, because you've struggled so much in this area and there's been so much sin, 
I don't think you should ever have sex when you're married. No. No. Because there's a there's a high amount of context. It's very narrow context, but it's context. It's mm-hmm. super narrow, and you have to teach the person this is why it's wrong, and this is how you by like God's grace, how you are able to utilize mm-hmm. this part of your life yeah. in a godly way. Yeah. And you know, and for the big brother who is married, mm-hmm. is that wrong of him to have sex no because it's within context now if he's going around talking about like oh this is so great and mm-hmm. it's causing his little brother to stumble yeah that's pretty mean-spirited of builder brother yeah right yeah so in the same way yes should you pull back as the older brother you should pull back and mm-hmm. you should be very mindful and cognizant of those who are you're leading yeah and also have the heart to teach them okay this is how you're using it wrong. Here's a very specific context mm-hmm. to where you can use it. Yeah, yeah. Right, and I think that's important because I think far too often, and this might be getting to a different topic, but far too often the church in America has been content with just putting up barriers mm. and rules because it's easier easier. it makes us look better if just no one's doing it or nobody wants to have the conversation no one has wants to have the conversation step up and say this is why i think this is this is why it is And, and part of it is we haven't taken the time to slow down and teach why these are in place so that you can navigate it well yeah right yeah if you always just have someone running in like this clean road they'll never learn how to climb and hike through rough terrain yeah. in in a healthy way. Yeah. I think you bring up a really good point there, especially the latter points that you brought up, because that's where a lot of church hurt comes from. Yeah. That's where a lot of just this disdain this this distaste of 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 church culture or wanting to be a Christian or wanting to be involved in your local churches or involved in Christian community comes from. Mm-hmm. Because people People like look at the situation. They're like, "Man, I've only ever had bad experiences through church in mm-hmm. this situation." Yes, I don't expect that this thing is right or I'm doing the right thing, but I just want to have an explanation of why this thing is wrong. Yeah, um, other like, than just saying it's know, just a sin. The funny, the funny right. thing is, it, it, it's leading to what, and I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of audience is knows about this or knows somebody that maybe have gone through this where somebody basically de- deconstructs their faith uh-huh. and goes all the way back to the beginning. I know uh, a lot of people, especially in the Christian bubble, in the Christian world that I live in, where they were such amazing believers and they were running mm-hmm. after God's own heart and mm-hmm. they were doing all the things that were right and they were doing all the good things in their schools and in their churches. And then a certain situation came about and they weren't able to be... Um, navigated through that situation from a godly mature perspective they were just shut out shut down there was the situation was this is wrong you did the wrong thing you sinned you're a sinner that's the end of the day straighten up that's straight up yeah no there's like they're told just straighten up fix it what's wrong with you yeah fix it don't do it again right and to which it was like all right now i gotta ask myself okay why why am i even going through this in the first place yeah let me start deconstructing my faith to really figure out okay why is this a sin? And why why does God say this is a sin? Okay, wait, wait. 
why why did God do this? And if he mm-hmm. if he thinks this, then why he didn't do why didn't he do that? Mm-hmm. If he saved these people, why doesn't he save those people? Yeah. Okay. Is God really just? Yeah. Oh my goodness, is wait, is God really God? Why yeah. why is God God? Is there even is there even a God? Right. <laughs> you you just backtrack and backtrack and backtrack yeah. and backtrack to the point where you start confusing and questioning everything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it, it's really interesting the way you talk this the way you brought up that situation where someone is told they're you're in sin, straighten up. Yep. And the image that I have is some young person comes up and says, this is what happened. And the older person says, straighten up, don't do that again, and walks away. Mm. And what's really fascinating is oftentimes that's exactly... Usually it's a parent. It's a parent. And Usually. that's oftentimes... And I, never mind. But with that, it's like that's exactly what Satan would love is in our sin, we end up getting isolated. Mm. How funny is that's, it? That's what he likes to do. He, he loves that yeah. because he knows exactly how much power he has when we're alone. Yeah. And so it's really interesting that in in our sin, that the church is very quick to be like, whatever, like, mm. just deal with it yourself. Mm. It's really hard for the church to slow down. Mm. It's really hard for people to slow down or even want to slow down for another individual. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it. It is really hard for me to do that oftentimes. And I'd rather just tell someone, just do this and fix it. Mm. Worry about it yourself. But Rather than walking through somebody. Walking through. Mm. Even if I know what the yeah. answer is, it's new for this person. Yeah, It's their walk. Yes, I've walked this trail 30, 40, 50 times. Mm. But for them, that rock, yeah. that starting point, is yeah. the first time they've ever jumped over it. It's funny that you say that because we can't look at a better example than going to Jesus himself. Yeah. Right? And it kind of goes really well through the the last passage that I'm going to read to you guys. And it's actually in Colossians. So this is Paul talking uh, to the church of Colossia. And in chapter 4, verse 6, he says, Let your speech always be gracious, mm-hmm. seasoned with, with salt, mm-hmm. so that um, you may know how you ought to answer each person. Let me say it again. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And the part that I want to focus on is seasoned with salt because that is him kind of alluding back to Jesus's ministry when he was walking with the disciples and he gave one of his famous sermons, which we all know as the Sermon on the Mount. Mount. Yeah, yeah. And he actually talks about in uh, Matthew chapter five, going all the way down in chapter in verse thirteen, talks about how we are salt and light. We ought to be the salt of, salt of the, the earth. The earth. Mm-hmm. And he goes. On, Jesus goes on to say, if salt has lost its taste. How can its saltiness be restored? Mm-hmm. It is no longer good for anything except to be throw away, thrown away and trampled under people's feet. That's a really, really, really kind of gushing and like, like that's a, that's a solid point that Jesus is bringing up. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't just bring it up and say, hey, do, you're doing the wrong thing. This is how you should do it, right? Mm-hmm. And then leave it alone. He actually walked and showed us what it looks like to be the salt, the salt mm-hmm. of the earth. Yeah. He walked with the disciples for the the remainder of his ministry um, with them to the point where he showed all the way to the cross to mm-hmm. death mm-hmm. and then three days later through the resurrection and then after that even 40 days later mm. after or before his ascension back to heaven and he showed them how to be the salt of the, the earth by mm-hmm. walking with them through the area of judea samaria and all the areas that uh, jesus did his ministry Walking with Peter, walking with John, walking yeah. with, um, with with Timothy, even when he doubted him. Yeah. And basically, what where I'm getting at is, like you were saying, Stephen, it's one thing to just say somebody, this is wrong, this is right, do the right thing. 
Yes, you could say that. And there's nothing wrong about that. Show them. Yeah. Walk with them. How do you use this? How do you use this? Yeah. How have you played this out in your life? Can you share with me some situation that you've gone through? And this is what mentorship is. This yeah. is what discipleship, discipleship. is. Yeah, right? yeah. Can you show me how how you struggle with this by mm-hmm. yourself? This is what accountability is. Right? Yeah. This is what sharpening yeah. each, other, each other's iron is. Mm-hmm. Like you're not just gonna go to a to an ironsmith and say, "Hey, your 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 sword is blunt," and then just leave. No, you're gonna go there. <laughs> yeah. You're say it, yes, and then you're gonna show show them the skill that you use for yourself to get your 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 sword to be sharp. Yeah. In the same way, Jesus didn't say these things and then leave and go back to heaven and sit on yeah. his throne. No, he mm-hmm. continued to walk the walk and show them what it truly looks like to be salt and what it truly looks like to be to be light. Mm-hmm. In the same way, like when when we talk about conversations like cursing, when we talk about conversations like you know impurity before marriage, mm-hmm. through sex, when we talk about the the issue of gender, the issue yeah. of, of of identity. Yeah, let's walk through these issues yeah. and share what what our our stories are what our scars are and then Mm -hmm. what god's story is Mm -hmm. right what our testimony is this is how i was but by the grace of god this is who god has allowed me to be and is allowing me to grow into right Mm -hmm. so i think that's just where i want to i want to end at least my perspective okay is yes yes you can look at a certain situation from the topic or from the conversation and say why do we even i don't even need to put two minutes into this this is wrong. This yeah. Is right. But you can also look at that situation yeah. and look at the person asking mm-hmm. in that situation and look at the conversation that's being had around that situation mm-hmm. and walk through them through a biblical lens and yeah. share with them, okay, I understand the perspective you're coming from. Let yeah. me actually share you where I was. Yeah. And then actually let's walk with, with Jesus to see how he did it mm-hmm. and how we should handle it and how we should respond towards it. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, that's that's yeah. just where I that's where I'm coming from, and I think yeah. that's a really good way to kind of analyze how a speech can always be gracious, how it can always be seasoned with salt, yeah. and how you how we may also know how to answer each person as as Paul directs us in, yeah. in Colossians. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely wonderful. I actually was, I I am listening, and I also got <laughs> really struck by like your image of you know the blacksmith. Yeah. And I kind of want to end on that. One, I'm really sad we haven't made like a food connection. Oh, oh yeah, but we haven't done It's that. okay. <laughs> this, is, this is really sad. Sorry, guys. Um, but I was really struck by yeah. your blunt sword and being sharpened by a blacksmith because it, I would not, if I was a blacksmith, I would not be upset with someone bringing in a blunt sword. Mm. And what I'm referring to is I'm trying to tie this back to vocabulary their language and how mm-hmm. they communicate mm-hmm. i'm not going to be mad that someone brings in a blunt sword or a notch in the sword mm. they they don't know how to use it and i want to take the time to hone and sharpen that sword with them mm. and explain to them this is how it got blunt this is how you take care of it yourself mm. and they come back and they have a different notch in mm. a different spot mm. it's a different situation okay Let's talk about it. Mm. How did it get there? How did it get there? Yeah. How, why are we saying this or how did it get there? Mm. And we walk through it. That's great. Now, if this person keeps coming back with that same notch in the same spot, mm. I might be getting upset yeah. because I've talked to you about how not to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And you are, I would say that person is a fool for allowing that notch to keep denting the sword yeah. that they're supposed to be wielding. Because at that point, they're doing it intentionally. They're doing it intentionally. Yeah. Either intentionally or they're being lazy and growing mm. in the way they wield their sword. Mm. 
and I would say specifically as men, as Christians, as men, as men who want to be husbands or who are husbands, Mm -hmm. you're wanting to constantly refine and take care of how you speak Mm -hmm. and how you lead other people. Right. Yeah. And are there going to be times where there's notches in your sword? Yes, absolutely. And you want to work those out and say, how do I change so it doesn't happen again? I love that. And that's, I don't know if you recognize this, but not only rappers can do double entendres. Oh, yeah. You just did a double entendre right there. Because, you know, a sword as in the physical sword, but also yeah. sword implying, word. you know, the word. Yeah, the word. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And then also, iron sharpening up. Iron sharpens oh, iron. Look at that. <laughs> Anyways, that's how you know we're way over our time. Yes. <laughs> But no, honestly, I think this was such a such a really really cool conversation to have, Stephen. And thank you for allowing. You know, he came he came to me with this, with this topic a couple of weeks ago. And I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was I was that person that saw the 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 topic and I was like, why 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 do I even want to think two minutes into this? And mm-hmm. I was I, I'm not lying. I was in the moment of drafting a response, such a quick response because yeah. I just did a quick a quick Google search of what does the Bible say about cursing, and then I was about to send that to you. Yeah. like two minutes of what you sent me. And then actually, I was like, let me just take a pause. Yeah. Let me see, let me like read this question again and see and begin to even ask myself, why would he be asking me this question? Yes. And it wasn't until I actually thought about wow. why you would ask me this question or why you asked me this question in the first place that I was really struck and taken back. And I, I actually meditated on, mm. okay, how should I respond? Mm. And then that's where this conversation started wow. out from. So. It, it can happen to anybody. It can, happen, yeah. it can happen to me. So I'm really, I'm really glad that we actually were able to bring this conversation to life. Yeah. And actually talk about um, all these different perspectives. So I enjoyed this podcast. I, I enjoyed so it a thank ton. You. Thank I want to actually, up. with you sharing that, this is the last thing I will say. And I, I really want to thank you just for that because I think it's so easy for many yeah. people to stop being curious and hold the questions or propositions that people bring forth in contempt. Yeah. And man, I really want to thank you because I think, I mean, I read this verse and it was like James 1 verse 19 yeah. is you exemplified that perfectly. Of So then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift here, mm-hmm. slow to speak and slow to wrath. Yeah. Yeah. And man, if you hadn't exemplified that verse, this podcast probably would never, have never have happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important to even you saying, how did... Like, I, I know Stephen. Yes, the topic seems off, but I know Stephen. What is he getting right now mm-hmm. that even is leading him to ask this question? Yeah. Even if I think this is maybe a ridiculous question, what even brought him to it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so key in your relationships with friends, your spouse, or even people who are coming into your yeah. church. Of yeah. When they even ask, what is this church about? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you asking that? So quick What's to say, on? oh, just go check out our website or go go on oh our my Instagram gosh, page yeah. or whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah. So yeah. I want to thank you so much for oh, that. Man, this was good. Very gracious of you. This was good. And on to you guys as, as the <laughs> audience. If, if you guys uh, enjoyed this or if, even if you didn't enjoy this, we would love to hear y'all's yes. response. Obviously, if you know us personally, definitely reach, us out, reach out to us and mm-hmm. let's continue this conversation outside of the podcast. But if you don't know us, feel free to just respond and mm-hmm. just share this with anybody that you think might benefit from it. So let's do it.
without further ado, thank you so much yeah. for tuning in. Again, it's always long, but we <laughs> deeply love and appreciate you guys for staying with us all the way to the end. And are we gonna do another one soon? We, we will. Gonna... After your th- after the Kenya trip. After, after oh, yeah. the Kenya trip. Yeah, trip. yeah. We'll come back and we'll continue the series. Again, thank you guys. I love and you guys. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.